Blog Talk Radio. everybody, welcome to the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. Well, I screwed up this morning. Um, well, I didn't screw up this morning, but when I scheduled the show, today's show, I scheduled it for 15 minutes, and unfortunately, once it had begun, it was too late to change the duration. So then I rescheduled it, and it started, and it was, again, 15 minutes. <laughs> I don't know why. Normally, we don't use the Go Live Now feature, so I forgot to check the drop-down menu. So this is the third time. Third time's a charm. Here we are. And uh, luckily, we didn't have anybody in the queue on the first go-around. So hopefully, people will see that we're on the air and we'll get some callers today. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. And I am I'm posting the fresh link to the show on our social media pages, where we would love your support. So please do follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those those people that are just listeners that lurk don't really call the show. We really would love if you uh, if you liked our pages, send us a friend request. I don't know, maybe some people are closet listeners. Did they get good reception in the closet? <laughs> It depends, I suppose. Um, anyway, what else? Oh, it, fun, fun, funds. Yes, our 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 annual um, Blog Talk Radio subscription fee is up for up for uh, renewal, and so we've been on the air for ten years. We've been on the air for ten years. Is that right? Two thousand twelve. 2012. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah, over 10 years. Over 10 years. And, um, and so that fee is rather expensive, $400 a year. $400. So we pay that to, uh, to provide readings and to... Yeah, we started in August 18th. I know, August 18th. Um, so if... Um, if anyone feels compelled to donate, please reach out to us on our social media, and I can provide you the link. I still have not updated our bio yet or our show description to include that link. Yeah, that was um, back in 2012 or so. Well, so it's been over 10 years. This, the interesting thing is that I met you on the radio 11 years ago last night. Yesterday, 11. 11 years ago, yesterday, 11. I met you on a radio and that show. Was somebody else's radio show. It was on someone else's radio show, but I'm just saying, I encountered you 
you encountered me for the first time on a radio show 11 years ago, yesterday. 12-6 is when we met. And that show was called, what, Don't Be Tight, which got a lot of donations. <laughs> rhymed with that somewhat. Uh, uh, I don't <laughs> think that shows in existence anymore. We, we must be one of the older uh, psychic shows. Be the Light Now, I think, was the show. Be the Light. Yeah, it was Be the Light Now. There was also Journey into the Light. That was the guy that he's no longer on the earth. No. Um, that guy. That we, I don't think you were ever on his show, Journey into the Light. But there was also Be the Light Now. Be the Light. And then that guy, uh, did, in his remaining years, said, I'm turning off the light. <laughs> uh, he had a few callers that were. Yeah, he's no longer on the air. A lot of people. Uh, and there are psychics who, who uh, insist on you paying them for a radio show or paying to get in line. Well, that's what Journey into the Light did. That's what Journey into the Light did. Yeah. Big time, big time. And people would do it. I mean, people did it. Yeah. People did it. You know, I mean, when I was a blog talk radio listener myself, I, I, you know, I reached out to the psychics I talked to off the air always for private reading. So, you know, it wasn't just a matter of me trying to get something for free. I, I paid people. Um, and I think maybe I even did pay to get in front of the line on Journey into the Light once, which was That's stupid. That's exactly how we got married. You, you uh, paid me for that um, privilege. Right, you got the dowry. Yeah, I still have that 27 cents. Uh, but the, so, you know, it brings up the topic. Why, even, topic. why even go to psychics? What is the purpose of going to a psychic, aside from the fact that they're supposed to know things or feel things or predict the future? Oftentimes they fall into the category of being therapists. Right, well, I, that's what I was going to say. Reassurance. Reassurance. A lot of yeah. people want reassurance, but it's backed with a psychic, you know, there's some psychic predictions or vibrations that the psychic picks up on, but it's a large amount of the, the content is, is reassurance, building people's self-esteem, encouraging them to move forward and whatever they might be, you know, having difficulties in in their life being stuck or you well, know, you gotta not. remember, you know, a prophecy goes way back in time, goes way back in biblical time, and there's a whole book, there's a whole book, Revelation, that uh, is a is an entire prophecy. Human beings have been prophesizing since the beginning of recorded history. Who knows? There might have been a couple of cavemen that grunted out some predictions. The, uh, the idea, too, about predictions, where, where kings and conquerors want to know the results of battles or get a viewpoint on the enemy. Uh, some people wanted to know what kind of children, uh, what sex children they're going to have. There were different reasons. Laborers, farmers want to know about the crop season. Uh, they, basically... Psychics and prophets were supposed they kind of recorded worldly events. There were there's always been some origin of a of a psychic giving individual readings, you know. Um but rarely back in the ancient times. Back in the psychics, day. <laughs> Your favorite expression. You know, that cave that's up for rent. Am I going to get that? There's a whole lot of this on it. 
you know, they weren't. But that that woman with the bone in her hair. Am I going to be? Uh, yeah. Am I going to be connecting with her on a romantic level? Yeah. No, our tribe's starving. Do you see any uh, any white white explorers coming to the island soon? <laughs> um, well, mm. you know, so they didn't really. Uh, a lot of them appealed to the spirit world, so they would go. You know, they would get into their primitive language and connect to spirits, and they would all dance in a frenzy and go out and either hunt or kill another tribe or or just a big orgy. There, no, that always, sounds great. Yeah, there's there's uh, the, the psychic orgy channel, um, but the uh, idea maybe maybe we'd have more callers if we uh, use that title for our show. Yeah, we could. We could also have a lot of police coming. But the uh, the idea that um, orgies are well, not illegal. They're they're illegal. No, they're not illegal. Or an orgy? An orgy's illegal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. No. Come, why would police come? Anyway, the cops not going to come in and go. Uh, you know, thirteen people. That's come what up, I'm saying. You you made a joke about cops, and I'm uh, saying your orgies aren't illegal. You can do that if you choose. Anyway, okay, yeah. back on track. Here. Back on. Here we go. So, uh, we could talk about tracks. They also have drug orgies that a lot of um, psychics would. You know, that's the thing about psychics. You you have good psychics. Uh, you have bad psychics, and then you have medium psychics. The medium psychics usually just uh, talk to spirits on the other side. The bad psychics were supposedly, you know, the, the witches and the goblins and the devil. And the good psychics were connected to the the, the famous, you know, Art Angel David and, and Goliath and everybody else. So when we get into the idea of, you know, how did the emergence of the popularity of psychics emerge because psychics and seers and oracles and people who predicted the future had some sense of the other side they were few and far between they weren't running around there was no blog talk back then and you could there were no conventions you know except for maybe the renaissance fair they had maybe a couple of fortune tellers or a carnival but basically speaking, psychics were were living in caves. They were blind. They walked with a big shaft. No pun intended. Um, uh, they, they were very <laughs> people. Uh, Not only excited, but well endowed, apparently. They were. They were. They were. And um, uh, so, and you'd have to go sometimes travel far and wide uh, to speak to these psychics. When uh, our cities became more became more civilized and uh, more congregated in the cities, then there would always be some fortune teller, reader, yeah. you know, somebody out there that lived in a little apartment, and you'd go and talk to the person, or they had a little house or something. My first experience with psychic was, I think, going to a palm reader with a girlfriend of mine, um, and I think we went to a couple different palm readers, and you know, it was. A very general reading, you know, you're going to be traveling. I mean, just there was nothing significant about it, but it was, but it was n- novel having that experience. I was like probably 18 years old and it was really exciting, you know, going and doing that type of thing. Um, and then it, it is technically a bit of a science reading the palm, the lines of the hand. and It, it is rather intricate and if you are a skilled palm reader and you believe that the hand is a map of 
of the consciousness of destiny, of life and love, and you believe that these lines designate something. I, I mean, I find it very intriguing and very interesting. I don't base, uh, we don't base our readings on that, but I think it contributes to the to the overall fascination of how life is read. But on a side note, we do look at our palms, you and I look at our palms and notice, you know, I mean, different changes that go on in the palms because the palms don't stay the same. They're not, the the palms evolve. And and so, you know, that's that's one thing. They change in time. So, you know, I mean, it, it, readings can change in time. Why is that? Because you you have a you have a separation of ideas. You have a destiny that you walk through, and hard to determine how that destiny is implanted. But in my experience, there are destiny-bound events that you can't change. Well, certain, yeah. I mean, I guess, and then there's the of course the karmic destiny versus the destiny destiny. Yeah, Category. karma. Karma feeds in, feeds into destiny. Karma is the establishment of making up for something that was left undone, or some flaw in a person's character, or some crime. When we talk about good karma, then we're talking about um, uh, that the energy of that good karma can come back and return and reward somebody. We're talking about dharma, then we're talking about the actual essence of creation, more sacred in in form. Wait, if we're talking about what? Dharma. Dharma. Well, well, that's works, good works. Yeah, but but it's a higher form of energy. It it, it tends to be a higher form of energy because uh, karma is, is compelled by acts that may have been grievous or or uh, resulting in some kind of horrible negative experience. Right, and they the consequence of karma. I mean, not all karma is bad necessarily, but the consequence of karma is the fact that you come back to the planet because there's too much karma in the soul. Uh, So there you go. You know, I I mean, uh, I once uh, really... You know, being mm-hmm. psychic, I once really confused my mother when I said, I'm going to take the karma. And <laughs> no, I could. So it's like so obvious when you're going to. Uh, it's so obvious when you're to me when you're setting up a joke. Well, <laughs> I knew it was coming. Karma. That's destiny. really yeah, when you're setting up a joke and it's obvious that's destiny. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, OK. It's, I, I see. So. Uh, but. Uh, so. What do we do about these psychics well, that so, have cropped up like weeds? So, so may I say uh, something? My my next experience with a psychic. I, I mean, I did psychic stuff when I was like young, you know, with my in in school, and we'd like do, uh, you know, try to read each other's minds. The librarian. It was actually fun with my girlfriends when I was twelve, and you know, I had different experiences reading books and things like that. So I was not completely. Um, isolated from that world, but I didn't have readings, of course, when I was a kid. But my next experience with a psychic was someone, I don't know how I found out about this woman, but she, I went to a reading at her home. And um, I, I think she actually was 
accurate. There were some things she was accurate about. She was accurate. And it wasn't a palm reading type reading. It was more of a, a read, uh, you know, a, a, a conversation, not, you know, using any tools or cards or anything like that. Um, but, but uh, you know, at that time, there wasn't the internet. I mean, the internet existed, but there was no blog talk radio and there weren't psychics everywhere. So it was still difficult to find psychics you know, accessible like they are now nowadays on, yeah. well, I mean, quote unquote psychics. I mean, we use the term loosely because I don't. Well, know. I remember, uh, you know, readings. I remember a person calling me up and saying, I want you to come over to my house and do a re- re- reading. As soon as I got out of the car, I promptly went to her front lawn to start take the weeds out of the lawn. And she said, what are you doing? I go, I'm doing a weeding. And she said, no, no, I thought you were a psychic. I go, oh, 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 okay. And I went back in the car and kind of put on a different hat and then came out and gave her a reading. But um, so, you know, you've got to be careful with words because I've, I, in, in doing re- readings, 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 if you're on the front, it, I have said things that people have absolutely mistook. It, you know, when you say there's a probability or a possibility. Oh, I know. And then they saying, think the time frame and they get all freaked out. Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. A lot of people expect a black and white reading. Um, they they want to know specifically. But what's, what is the consideration of a, of a macular reading? Well, it doesn't always fall into the category of, Black and white. Well, that's it, the thing about destiny, though. I mean, you're talking about destiny, and people want an absolute answer, and it's not always absolute because not everybody. I mean, yes, there are certain things that are going to happen in people's lives because of karma, but as far as destiny, a true destiny factor, most people, most people, the average person does not have true destiny factor going on in their lives. So there's a lot of creative destiny going on and the outcome of certain, you know, certain events that they might want to, you know, have another their favor uh, not going to be it, what it is. The different terminology is you can give a conditional reading or an unconditional reading. An unconditional reading would mean this is going to happen. A conditional reading would infer that this will happen if you do this, whether it's pro or con. If you drive today to the store, you'll be in an accident. If you drive today to the store and give a dollar to the guy in begging and you come home, you'll have good news. You can have, you can have conditional and unconditional readings just as you have conditional and unconditional love. Um, even our Christ in his prediction said, these things are yet to come. And then that when they asked him for a specific date, you know, he says, oh, when the oxen start sneezing and, the, you know, the, somebody blows a trumpet, he, he wasn't specific. He didn't say, oh, Tuesday. He, you know, there, so even in the, in the terminology of some of our more renowned prophets, uh, they're, they're, rarely, rarely were there given specific dates. There was, an, there was a sense of an openness 
of the occurrence. And then there were allusions to symbolisms. So we're not at fault for not knowing the specific time and date. However, when that is available to a psychic, then of course it's expressed. But psychics don't, they're not in charge of knowing a specific date. They're only, if they're told that, that's fine. But that's not their responsibility initially. Their responsibility is to look into the future and to get a grasp beyond the normal five senses, six senses, five senses to suggest what the future holds. Well, yeah, but then going beyond even tying down a specific or pinning down a specific date that an event's going to occur, there's so many people that say, am I going to be in a relationship with this person? Is there a possibility of, of us having a romantic connection? And the answer is there may be an attraction, but it's not certain whether that is going to come to fruition because there's contingencies. And, you know. That's true. I mean, a, a psychic, a good psychic, if they're connected to what we deem to be some energy fields out there, can help a, a, a person achieve a goal because they have a certain in with energies and elements that are beyond coincidence. Right, uh, of course. There so are, there's going to be there an impact. There are factors out there that could be persuaded to help, and, and the human intermediate element, as a psychic is, might assist in that process. So there is an advantage to that if the psychic, him or herself, is sincere and authentic and true to the cause. So there is a sense of gentle, if you will, persuasion. That's the book. Gentle persuasion that can occur in the in the terminology of trying to create a result, uh, and and then on a layman's level or a lay woman's level, you have prayer and things like that. Energy fields, positive thinking. And the book is not to be confused with genital persuasion. No, no. You, if you're having gentle, you're, persuasion, you are talking about lay people. Yeah. Then you have to go to. Uh, then you have. But this to go is the topic. <laughs> to, yeah. Well, well, I mean, concerning people in their relationships. Well, I've done several readings where the individual, the woman, has not achieved pregnancy. And in readings, lo and behold, wow, they're pregnant and they have a baby. In the middle of the reading, they become pregnant. That's amazing. Wow. That's Yeah. And the baby comes out and it's right there and um, they avoid all the doctor bills. Virgin birth. But the it's very We're probably not virgins anyway, but if there's nothing else to say about psychics, the non believers will say have said to me, Well, it's been entertaining. It's been interesting. It's interesting. You know, it was a birthday gift. It was, it was interesting. Yeah, you hit on some things. I don't know if they're I don't know how you did that, but yeah, it's interesting. And then when you use numerology, they, a lot of non-believers will attest to the fact that, oh, maybe there is a code going on. It's, you know, I've done readings with mathematicians and, and physicists and people like that who uh, live with numbers and have seen in the randomness, if you will, of the calculations of what the birthday code might reveal. They have found some interesting things that they can't even explain but they, they do think that there is something behind it, 
but I don't think they go home and create a science. Yeah, on, on the other on the other hand, there are people that absolutely get lost in the numbers, and unfortunately, what overwhelms them in a reading, and they may be repeat repeat, you know, they may have done several readings, you know, they may not be just single reading type people. But I've heard people say, well, you know, the numbers, I mean, the numbers just get so confusing and, and, and I, I, I can't follow. So sometimes the numbers frustrate people. And unfortunately, they don't hear the narrative of the numbers that is really prominent over the actual numbers well, themselves. Well, you know, to those people, I mean, most of us go shopping. So, you know, for somebody to go into a grocery store and say, you know, there's so many items here and there's so many different prices, I can't go shopping. You know, the price represents the item. I'm going to buy a box of cookies. You. You, you, certainly, <laughs> you certainly know essentially what a box of cookies is going to be as opposed to one apple. But the number and the item each have their separate connotations or, or uh, obvious, obvious explanations. The, the idea of studying numerology is no more nor less than the idea of studying numbers in any capacity. You know, uh, when you're measuring, when you're doing recipes, when you're constructing something, it, numbers are part of our life. You, you know, uh, I can't deal with time because there's too many days in a month. And, you know, and then the connected, the number is connected to a day. Oh, and then we got the month. Oh, it's just too confusing. <laughs> I, I, I give up. You know, you, it's a, it's not really numerology is not really a challenge no more than learning what well it is i mean how to do the months remember how you had to memorize that? yeah i mean it is it, it is a challenge there's there's a lot of i mean when you're absorbing trying to learn a whole system of numerology which is not i mean you're the type of numerology that we apply is not anything that you're going to read in a book. I mean, there may be some elements of what you find in a book that's part of the, that theory, but it is complicated. I mean, turning a numbers into a narrative, I mean, I find myself challenged at times when I'm talking to people about their birth dates, turning those numbers into words, even though I have, you know, associations, you know, that I can apply or, um, or psychic hits that, that relate to the birth date numbers in terms of well, the way their life is moving along in code. But sometimes it's difficult to turn it into a narrative. But on the other hand, you know, being someone who has learned about numerology over a period of years, what I knew 10 years ago compared to what I know now and how you can see the patterns. I mean, yes, it's easy. And it's, you know, it's like Jeopardy. Jeopardy is actually a very easy show. It's the questions are not hard on Jeopardy. If you know the subject matter, the specific subject matter, the questions are really easy. It's about being, you know, well versed in a variety of subjects. Well, so it's very Yeah, I mean, so it's the same kind of thing when you with numerology, if you understand what you're dealing with, you just start to see the pattern of the codes and start to you know resonate. When you talk about simplicity and numbers, uh, course, the passage in the Bible suffered a little change because a little children came when he was preaching and the adults said, get, get them out of here. And he said, suffered the little children for their words or wisdom. Now, you can go online 
and listen to a child explain the theory of relativity in an illustrative manner, in a symbolic manner. You can hear a child actually explain the theory of relativity. Go online, you'll find it. So physics, Einstein, can be explained by a child. When, when we get into the idea of the explanation of numbers, you know, if we look at one plus one equals two, five times four equals 20, two divided into 10 equals uh, five. Now, that's simplistic. We, most of us know how to do that. <laughs> we, we've made our errors on the show but with a simple our- addition. Calculating <laughs> astronomers. Well, when you do, <laughs> yeah, have quick calculations. No, yeah. But when, of now, when you look at well, Einstein's figures on a blackboard, and you see those rows of of ominous figures. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. You cannot <laughs> explain it by the basic elements of math. I mean, ultimately, it brings it down to that in symbolic, uh, in symbolic uh, calculus and arithmetic, but. Now you have to explain that. And that is a little bit analogous to the idea of explaining the higher methods of numerology. But it's all very explainable. You bring it down to a simplicity. It might take a matter of the mind to discipline itself to, in order to understand it. But, you know, I'm more, it's more impressive to say that you meet that challenge than to say you're overwhelmed by it. Yeah, yeah, and it's very interesting. I mean, we do have a caller, 586, we're going to get to you momentarily. But for me, and I know you're the same, you were the same way as a kid, you were not interested in numbers. I mean, I was much more linguistic. And so, like, for example, I mean, I got, I was pretty high achiever in school young. And... um and I did well in all subjects. However, like if I was tested on standardized tests, I would excel in linguistics. In, in math, I would get lower scores always. So I was not a person who was, and I didn't like math. I didn't like math as a subject. However, numerology is fascinating. I mean, it's surprising Whoa. to me. And then I compare myself to like people that were my, you know, classmates and friends that were in, that, that were great in math not so good in linguistics, but, you know, in honors classes with me and so on well, and so it, forth. It really, in my, in my experience, it really took literature to get me to understand mathematics. Right. It was in, I was in the third grade when my grandfather hit me on the head with a newspaper and began to explain to me that numbers were stories. And so when I was about seven or eight, I then became interested in numbers and started to study in-depth numerology but that was only because my grandfather hit me on the head with literature. So I, I did <laughs> have it, So you absorbed the literature through, yeah. the, through, the, through the beating of exactly. your head. Well, you know, finishing my thought, we're getting to the caller in a second. The, 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 a specific friend that I'm thinking of who was so great in math, then, you know, talking to this person about numbers and numerology, it's like, uh, it's surprising the lack of the grasp of numbers this person actually has. And this is someone who, you know, went into, had, took calculus in yeah. high school, and I don't know. I don't know how that works. But anyway, didn't transfer over to numerology for sure. Five, eight, Hi, six, how five. are you? Hi, fine, thanks. 
Who's calling, please? Terrell. Oh, hey, Terrell. Terrell, you sound different. I do. Maybe, did you get a new, I don't know, is it a different phone you're on? No. I don't know. Now you sound like yourself. Now you sound more like yourself. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Hi. Hi, my two favorite couples. <laughs> the four of us. The two favorite huh? couples. I no. mean, my favorite couple. <laughs> yeah, no, you're no, right. No, I'm no. <laughs> So um, I meant to say my favorite couple. Y'all are such yeah. good match. That's right. That's sweet. Well, you know what? It's interesting. Sherelle, you're a 27.9. We've got 27 minutes left in the show. But you're 11. <laughs> what? 93, I think, is your year. What's your birthday? Yeah, my birthday. Last Wednesday, eleven thirty ninety three. So I I got it right, part of that at least. Born, born at one o'clock exactly in the p.m. Not one o one, not one o two, not twelve fifty nine. One o'clock exactly p.m. One p.m. on the dots, right in the middle of the yes. afternoon. Are you a morning person or more of an evening person? What you talking about getting up or just overall? Just overall, like what time of day do you prefer? I mean, since you were born in the middle um, of the morning. day. Like, interesting. Three, four, five. Morning. I'm right in the morning person. So you are pregnant still? Are you, have you had the baby yet? No. You're doing February, month. right? February? January. January. Okay. January, which is a one. January. And are you still, like, having problems with finances and work? I mean, is that a concern? Well, I I wasn't having problems. It was just me not able to work because I'm too far along in my pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine it's difficult. So you're not working right now. Yeah, it is. No. Okay. Let me use my independent piece. Huh? What's your question today, Cheryl? What'd you say, Neil? Your phone was uh, breaking up a little bit. What, uh, oh, what is your question today? I wonder if I was broken up while I was I, talking. I don't know. Well, I just uh, want to message, just messages. I'm open to receive messages from my oh. spirit guides or somebody from the other side um I really want to know um what do you see as far as me stepping into my own gifts you mean psychic gifts yes but I'm open to receive whatever message that comes through as well so are you are you interested in maybe starting a business as a psychic or healer? Oh no, I was just wondering what is my gifts because I kind of struggle oh, okay. with trying to define where I think I hear ringing in my left ear sometimes. I hear a lot of ringing in my left ear. Every now and then, it's not a frequent thing, huh? I thought you said Ray. You heard Reagan in your left ear. I thought, oh, you're you're uh, you're 
communicating with to the vex president. <laughs> oh no, ringing. Ringing, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you this, Terrell, uh, whether, you, whether you take it or not, in terms of, inc- and this is coming from the other side, in terms of increasing your psychic or intuitive skills, I'm being told that you should do some uh, symbolic painting. You should paint um, or draw. Ooh. That's what I'm being told. I am told. not going to draw I'm not good at drawing. You don't have to be. She says she's not good at drawing, but I just want to say you don't have to be good at drawing to experiment with drawing and opening up your creativity. Okay, right. It's just a matter of of put you know getting a canvas and getting some paint and just playing with it. I do have that. Well, you have what? The canvas and the paint, Why and that's crazy because, um, just what you said. I had got it a year ago, but sometimes I dip in and out of it, but I don't really use it frequently. But why did you get it? What prompted you to get it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just I was just buying a lot of different crafts, like you, um, no. painting, huh? Well, coloring books. Know. I did. I bought. No. Oh, you I'm sorry. Know. Go ahead. I want to keep cutting yeah. you off. You don't know because you're working on intuitive knowledge that you did it, but you really don't know why you did it because intuitively there is a reason for you to do it to open up your third eye wider. So you, oh. went, and, you went ahead and got them, but you just weren't in tune yet with the reason behind it, but you did it. So it seemed rather, you know, incredibly you know, not important why you did it, but actually yeah. it is. Because all you've got to oh. do, Terrell, is just uh-huh. get that canvas, get those paints, and just play like a child, anything you want. It will open up your third eye. And then once you've completed a canvas, go into the color of it. Sink into it. So I just want to say before that, before you mentioned the painting, I was seeing green okay. around I don't know if it was a green stone. I was trying to figure out, is it a green stone? Does she have green, like an emerald piece or type of a stone, like a crystal? Well, you're looking at the center chakra, of her fourth chakra. Fourth chakra, you're looking at yeah. the heart and center of her third eye. Yeah. So, I'm well, uh-huh. I mean, this, of course, is the sixth chakra, but the balance of the third eye is in the yeah. fourth chakra. Um, but definitely, I don't know. The, I mean, there could be something in your um that you have that's a green like a green uh-huh. stone i get jewelry around you a lot is there a, anything green that you have do you have any crystals um i have a crystal one crystal that's, that's green. green and okay. jerry i've been thinking about making i thought jewelry about making jerry oh okay <laughs> so that is leading into and that's another creative enterprise that could help open up her, you know, her third eye, doing jewelry, making jewelry. Because I do like like a lot of colors and like what both of you, Nils and um, Kristen said, that he started off saying painting and I like colors. I like to play with different colors and jewelry. That's another one because I could put things together in colors and, you know, so that's right up my sleeve. (laughs) 
Yeah, and that would be, you know, like, as far as jewelry. I even thought about doing a, a own eyeshadow palette. Oh, that's a good idea. See, these are all things, too, I mean, because you're going to have a baby and it's going to be difficult for you to get out and work. You know, you might be able to sell your jewelry or, or sell your makeup, brand it, you know, and well, and yes. make some money on the side. Um, so it could be a, both a creative, psychic uh, adventure and, 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 and also maybe lucrative for you. But the the thing I wanted to say about drawing, I'm not uh-huh. I, I'm not a good artist either. Like I never was a great artist. But I, what I have found is on YouTube they have these um, they have these videos that teach you how to draw all kinds of different things: animals, people, houses, snowmen. Yeah. And I have really enjoyed I have really enjoyed uh, doing those types of artistic creative projects and you know I mean I'm following a pattern but I've come up with some pretty nice drawings surprisingly for someone who's not a great a great artist so you may want to try that right the message seems to be the message for you today seems to be the um, colorization the expansion of your third eye in the form of art whether it be painting jewelry but that seems to be an important aspect of your energy right now. You do in your crossover okay. have a you do in your crossover have a six because one one three and then the century three four five is five and then the century is a ten or a one so six. it's incorporated into a six. And and okay. um, believe it or not, people born on the thirtieth of November are sometimes good business people. They're sometimes good business people. So um, you could actually create this as merchandise. What you talking um, about? Like as far as my, um, oh, go ahead. Like the paintings and jewelry and stuff like that. Hold on. Hold on one minute. Hold on one minute. Okay. Is that the guy for the tree? Yeah, I'll five minutes or so. Okay, so um, so you know the idea that uh, sorry about that. that can you wait? He can. No, you okay? Y'all fine. Someone yeah. came early. Elijah came to the door. And <laughs> we asked him to wait a little bit too soon, but uh, uh-huh. no, so you can do that. You, are you expecting a boy or a girl? A girl. Uh, you're expecting a girl. Your girl yes. is going to be a real tomboy. I hate to use that word, but she's <laughs> going to be very physically inclined. And I Why do you believe. Say tom- huh? Go ahead. I do you believe that. I do believe that this 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 baby is a past life child that was male. Boy. It was a boy. There's a past life energy in this child. Uh-huh. That, did, wow. you have any brother, did you have any brothers or in your life? Well, I have one brother now and one that passed. Oh, the one that passed seems to be coming through. And what he says? Well, I don't... What's your brother? What's his birthday? Let's get the birthday real quick. 
April twenty fifth. What year? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety, and when did you cross? No, I'm sorry. I mean April twenty ninth. Oh, April 29th. Wow, that changed. Sorry. That's okay. 1990? 1990. And when did he cross? Probably about six, seven months within time. Was it an accidental death, like drugs or something? No. I believe he had a heart problem. Wait, so how old was he when he died? Like six months. Six months. Yeah, I couldn't even struggle. Oh, six yeah. months? <laughs> That's, that I, I, six because months I was seeing a baby boy. I mean, a boy born, oh. but I'm seeing a baby boy. So that soul is coming through. Oh. Okay? But yeah. the actual the actual master number of this soul was seven, which equates to a, a very spiritual matter. So you, you know, even though that soul crossed over at six months and there's a 29 in the day, which is kind of negative, but even though that soul crossed over at six months, there is a, um, there is a the idea that there's some kind of suggestion, and this is all good news, that the influence of this soul is going to enhance the birth of your future child and give that child a variety of talents. So it is going to be a kind of a blessing in that regard. I don't know how oh. we map out, but... The the bottom line will be positive. You don't have to worry about it. It's not spooky. It's not negative. It, there's, okay. nothing, there's no possession, you know, nothing like that. It's just a matter of energy. Okay. Are you okay with that? Oh, yes, I am. And you both said tap into my creativity, coloring, drawing, jury. Yeah. I mean, Peyton. Yeah, that's right. All of the above. Yes. Thank you. You are both so helpful. Okay, Cheryl. My favorite couple. Well, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're you welcome. I mean, thank you both. Y'all have a great day and happy thank holidays, you. okay? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right, bye. Do we have any other callers? Um, I don't know. I'm... We, Jennifer's listening. I don't know if we have time, really, because we've got this If she wants to make a comment. Jennifer, I don't know if you want to talk to us or you're just listening. She seems like she's just listening. So we can, if she's just listening, we can shut the... Okay, so the that's our show. Thing. We're going to end a little yeah, bit early. We're ending early. And, uh, but thank you for calling. And don't forget, if you're inclined, those donations can really help. They really help. And we'll talk to you on Friday. Okay. Bye, everybody.